Welcome to the radio ministry of Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. You can listen to Bishop Israel Ade Ajala on the following radio stations, 670 AM and 1220 AM. You can also listen online on the following websites, 670KLTT.com, 1220KLDC.com, and ctkradio.org. Also, you can connect with Bishop Israel Ade Ajala online on YouTube at Ade Ajala Ministries and on Facebook Live at Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. Subscribe to Bishop Israel Ade Ajala's podcast, Apple Podcast, Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and receive Get Connected. Contact Bishop Israel Ade Ajala by email at info at kcconline.org or by phone at 720-859-1737. Now, it's time to hear the word of faith. Here is Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. One of the challenges that Christians face is the temptation of taking God for granted. The temptation of taking God for granted. What do I mean by that? A lot of Christians will use the word grace. And when they use that word grace, and they think it's just a blanket word of God giving them a cash blank to sin, to do whatever they want in the name of grace. May I suggest to you that that's not the definition of grace. In fact, the definition of grace, according to that word grace, means divine influence in the heart. Divine influence in the heart, which means the influence of God that works in your heart. And so much so that it works in your heart that you begin to behave like God, that you now attract favor, you now attract help, you now dispense freely the power of God. It is not a license for me to go and do things that are wrong and then turn around and say, grace, grace, grace. Now, the grace is so big that because it's a divine influence in our heart, when we did something wrong, that divine influence in our heart quickly walk in our heart and bring us to the place of confession and repentance. And when we get to that place and God remembers what Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary, he forgives our sin. And then he empowers us as we stay in his word and prayer. The other way we take God for granted is in the area of prayer. Most Christians have turned prayer to be things to be done when it is convenient. Prayer is not when it is convenient. Prayer is a, is a battle. Why is it a battle? Because one of the ways you communicate to God and receive from God is through prayer. 
The goal of Satan is to cut us away from God. Remember, the Bible says Adam and Eve, after they ate the fruit that God told them not to eat, they died. They died. Even though they died, they were still alive in the body. Because death is not, biblical death is not absence of life in terms of breathing. When the Bible says somebody dies, it means separated from God. The goal of Satan is so that believers will be separated from God. That you will not talk to God. You can't hear God. The Bible says his ears are not deaf that he cannot hear us, nor his hand short that he cannot deliver us. He said it is our sin that cut us away from him. Now, the goal of Satan is to make sure that Christians take God for granted, especially in the area of prayer. I always ask this question. When was the last time you miss God? You just miss him. Say, Lord, I miss you. I've not talked to you today. I miss you. You know, I remember when I first have my first child, a little girl. If I go anywhere, I'm calling home. I want to, I want to hear that girl. It's everything. And then I have another boy. And then, oh my goodness, when they brought that boy into my hand, I want to hold him and grab him everywhere. And when I go anywhere, I always want to see him. And as the boy grow, he never make it easier on me. I travel a lot. Anytime I'm packing, my son will stand by my bed. I say, Daddy, are you going to leave me again? And that will just wreck my heart. And I'll say, son, I'll soon be back. I'll soon be back. And when I come back, the first thing my son will say, Daddy, I miss you so much. Let me ask this question. If God is your father, do you miss him? If you miss him, when was the last time you talked with him? Because this is why I'm saying Christians take God for granted. Do you miss him? Have you ever gotten to a place say, God, I miss you? Now, be careful. I'm not talking about you are not praying. A lot of people are praying just as a religious exercise. And they talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. In fact, many of the things they call prayer is actually venting. Sometimes some will even accuse God that God, just, you know, but talking with God, just like you and your earthly father or your mother. Because I have to be careful. Some people don't have a good relationship with their earthly father. And so when we say that, they say, oh, no, I don't want to have that type of relationship with God. No, I'm talking of who is your man or your woman that you dearly love and respect that you want to talk to all the time. If you don't see them, you miss them. Well, God is even closer. God is closer to you than you think. When was the last time that you miss him? Do you miss him so much that sometimes when you go before him, you are not going with a list of what he has not done, but you are just going to him to say, God, I just want to enjoy your presence. I just want to enjoy your presence. I believe God is raising up to that place where our prayer will not just be, Lord, give me, give me, give me, kill this, kill that, give me, give me, give me, spare me, kill that. That it will just be, I come to your presence 
because I miss you. I come to your presence because I want to enjoy who you are. I want you to breathe on me again. Breathe on me. Say it again. Let me hear your voice again. I was on, I was driving on, on the freeway of, of Los Angeles. I had a whole day to kill. I was traveling to Singapore and I have a whole day to kill. You know, because I flew from Denver, Colorado into LA, but my flight out of LA would not go until 10.30 at night. So I decided to rent a car and just drive around, go to Hollywood Boulevard, go to Sunset Boulevard, and just, just drive around. As I was driving, I began to think of, you know, I'm going to all these countries to preach, to talk. I need to talk to God. And as I begin to pray in the spirit, I felt the power and the presence of God fill that car so much that I began to sing so loud the song that I never sang before. And the word of the song is this. Will you tell me once again? For I've heard you said it many times, but I can use some more. Tell me that you love me, God. Will you tell me once again? For I can use some more. Tell me that I'm loved. I've never heard that song before. That was the first time it came into my heart. And I sang that song and I felt the presence of God in that car. I felt it so much. I couldn't remember whether I get to Sunset Boulevard or anything. I know I went there, but it's not the memory that lingers on my mind. It was the fact that I feel as if there were a lot of crowd in that enterprise rental car that I got that day. Listen, I enjoy that day. This is what I'm talking about. A time when you go to God's presence, when you talk intimately with him, when his presence is so tangible where you are, God begins to speak to you. In that car, God spoke to me many, many things that have now come to pass in my life. Listen, the only privilege apart from salvation that we have as Christians is the privilege of prayer. That God, the creator of heaven and earth, will say to us, come, let us reason together. Do you miss him? Let me give you some things I found about Jesus. Jesus Christ, who is God. Jesus is God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwells among us. John 1. Remember that? Now, I know one thing about Jesus. He He is God. Know what happened? Jesus will not do anything without praying. He will not, he dare not do anything without praying. Let me show you something about Jesus. In Mark chapter 1 verse 35, Mark chapter 1 verse 35, the Bible says, In the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, Jesus went out, departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. There is nothing wrong with going to church, praying a concert of prayer. Concert of prayer is very important. It is during the concert of prayer that the Lord always releases his spirit upon, upon his church. But there is also the importance of personal prayer. Personal prayer. Where you go to God one-on-one. You and God alone. Jesus will wake up early in the morning 
and he will leave his people around, uh, away, walk away from all the people, go to a solitary place, and there he will pour his heart out to the Father. Don't forget, God praying to God. Jesus was God, is God, and he was praying to God. And then he, we saw again the apostles, the disciples, including the mother of Jesus, Mary, after Jesus was resurrected and he was caught up into heavens in Acts chapter 1. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 14, they all continued in one accord in prayer. They continued with one accord in prayer. They continued. The power to continue started from prayer. They continue in prayer and in supplication. In supplication, in other words, they have requests. They pray. They present their requests. And the Bible tells us that women were there. One of the women that were there is Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Jesus' brothers. I suppose James, the brother of Jesus, was one of those brothers. They prayed. They prayed. Look, let me go back to Jesus again. Jesus was going to make a major decision of his life. The decision that will shape the future of the people he left and how his movement will grow depends on this decision. Jesus knew that he cannot be here in the bodily form forever. There must come a time he will have to return to the Father. So he better picked the right people. Guess what? In Luke chapter 6, from verses 12 to 13, the Bible says, in those, day, in those days that Jesus went out to the mountain to pray. He went again to the mountain to pray and he continued all night to pray in prayer to God. Underline that word all night. Our churches today have forgotten the, that part of prayer time for a church to come together to pray all night. Unthinkable. What are we going to be saying all night long? Well, you don't ask that question when you go to the club all night long, do you? No, because our affection is not so much of God, I love you. It's always God, do you love me? When you love somebody so much, you don't want to stop talking to them, do you? In Kingdom Connection, we have all night prayer. And I remember when we say we are going to have all night prayer, some people say, what are we going to be saying all night? Well, I say, come and see. And by the time we pray all night, they begin to wonder. I, never able, I was not even able to sleep. Jesus prayed all night. Now watch this. When it was day. So look at it. He prayed all night. Now it was day. He called his disciples to himself. To himself. And from his disciples, which are many, he chose 12 whom he also named apostles. Did you hear that? He was going to choose the 12 that we now call the 12 disciples out of many. He knew he has to get this right. If he doesn't get this right, it will affect the new movement that is starting. So he went all night to pray. We want to make major decisions and we pray five minutes prayer. And some don't even pray at all, making major decisions. And then when he now boomerang or bust into our face, 
Then we begin to say, why is God? Where is God? No, because listen to this. When you go to pray, the first five minutes, you are still battling your thoughts. The first five minutes you start to pray, you are still battling your thoughts. Sometimes even longer, depending on where you've been. Then you are battling inadequacy that Satan, an accusation of the enemy. You are praying now. Oh, you say you are, you are holy. Now look at what you did last year. All these things are coming into your head. You need a time of worship, a time of quieting your soul down before you can get to that place where you can pray with a free and clean heart. Now, that's why praying in the spirit is very critical during that time. If you don't know how to pray in the Holy Ghost, ask God to baptize you so you can pray in the spirit. You see, some people are praying and, they are, and their mind is running. It's running from supermarket to groceries to this to that and they are praying. They are in the time of prayer. In fact, they will have to tell God why they are praying. Oh God, sorry, as we were saying. Because their mind had gone somewhere else. So, how do you, how do you com, com, make sure that your mind don't, don't, don't run away? I said to people, when you are praying and your mind starts to run away, stop your prayer and say, mind, come back. You are not going anywhere. Pause yourself and say, no, I will not think about that. Don't forget, Satan too will begin to bombard you with pictures, things you've done wrong. You need to first of all get that out of the way and it takes time. That's why I suggest to you Nobody can teach you prayer. You catch it. You, prayer is not taught. Prayer is caught. I'll be right back after this. Bishop, thank you for that amazing and biblically sound word on the subject of prayer. We will continue with this word shortly after these important messages. This Thursday and every Thursday, our food bank will be open with our drive-through and walk-up area. Our food bank will be open from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, please call us at 720-859-1737. On Sundays, we are open for services here at KCCC at 8.30, 10 o'clock, and 11.30 a.m. Join us for our in-person services and on Wednesdays and Fridays at 7 p.m. We are located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora, Colorado. All services will follow CDC guidelines. Join many in giving to get connected with Bishop Israel Ade Ajala and make a difference in the lives of others in a dynamic, life-changing way. Go to adeajala.org and click on Donate. All donations are tax-deductible. Bishop, today you have brought us to a wonderful place where we want to know more and more about prayer. Bishop, you shared uh, earlier uh, as you were ministering that prayer is a battle. Bishop, can you expound on that? Yes, that, you know, prayer is, is a warfare. Yes, it's, a, it's talking with God. But remember that Satan doesn't want you to talk with God. Satan doesn't want you to have fellowship with God. God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over 
everything we've created. And the Bible says in the evening, in the cool of the days, not in the evening. He said in the cool of the days, God will come to them and they will talk. They will talk with Adam and Eve. That didn't please Satan at all. Because Satan knows that the moment you continue to talk with God, you will continue to know who you are, the authority that is available to you, and you will always put him at his place. Satan doesn't want you to know. You know, down the road, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know the power that is available to you, if you don't even know who God is, and the power that God has, that it belongs to you, Satan will be ruling. Listen, Satan is not afraid that we go to church. He's not. Satan is not even afraid that we are talking about prayer as long as we don't pray. You can talk about prayer from now till cow comes home. That doesn't change nothing until you start to pray. It's like when I'm, if, I, if somebody gave me a car and I'm showing people the car, Look at this. Look at the hood. Look at the engine. Look at this. And it's raining and I'm not in the car. And I need to go somewhere. I left it. I go and join the bus. And when I, do you have your, oh, my car is good. And everybody, I'm showing them the car. What is the use? It was meant to convey you to where you are going. Prayer conveys God's idea into your life and convey your idea into God's presence. Now, the Bible talks about a bowl of incense. In Revelation, the book of Revelation says, angels take the bowl of incense, which are the prayer of saints to the presence of God. The question is, if that bowl contains the prayers of the saints, how full is your own bowl? If your angel carry that bowl with God's presence, what is in the content of that bowl? Is it empty or is it full? And even if it is full, what is inside it? Jesus gave us, only one prayer point, and many believers don't even remember to pray that. In Luke chapter 10, verse 2, in Luke chapter 10, verse 2, he said, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. And hear this, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. That's why it's a battle. The devil doesn't want you to pray that God will release missionaries into the, into, into all over the world. If you are in America, for example, anytime they talk about going to missions, what do you think? Africa. I'm going to Africa. You need missionaries in downtown Chicago. You need missionaries where in Hollywood, where millionaires are killing themselves with drugs. You need, you need, we all need missionaries everywhere. The number of Christians in Jerusalem were so small and yet, the church in Jerusalem was sending missionaries out. You see, we don't pray. We don't see that. We, do, we don't see that anymore. We just, all our prayer is, Lord, give me car. Give me money. Give me this. Give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. We need to stop that and say, Lord, I come to your presence. First, to acknowledge you as the Lord of my life. Two, to know from your heart Take my bearing of who I am from you. I always think one time, if I can just eavesdrop, if I were there to eavesdrop, what was the conversation between the father and the son? When Jesus wake up very early in the morning, I would have loved to just sneak and snuggle next to Jesus and begin to listen to his prayer. 
But well, what? I realized that the scripture tells us, you know, that he prayed like us. He asked for mercy. He asked for strength. He asked for, for strength. You can't go wrong with that. That's why it's a battle. Satan will not want you to pray because when you pray, you know God better and he doesn't want you to. When you pray, Satan knows you know God revealed the secret of the enemy to you. Satan doesn't want you. There's a place in the scripture that in Matthew chapter 17, the Bible says a, a man came to Jesus, knelt down before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on me, on my son, for he's epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. So Jesus says, bring the child to me, O faithless generation. How, will I, how long shall I take that be around you? you? You can't even cast the demon out. Watch this. Jesus rebuked the demon, and the demon left. Epilepsy stopped. And the disciples came to Jesus privately later on, and they said, Sir, why could we not cast, cast that demon out? You know what Jesus says? Number one, your unbelief. Number two, you can't cast such out unless you pray. You know, in other words, you can't say, come out until you speak up. Many people would no longer pray. I was, I was, I was listening to, uh, a, I mean, I was reading a statistics. They said average, an average pastor in America pray 15 minutes. 15 minutes in a whole day. An average pastor in America, pastor, I'm not talking of members, pastors, pray 15 minutes. No wonder we have to use gimmick to get people to come to church. We have to twist their hands so they can give us money to keep the ministry running. No wonder an ordinary politician can just come into our midst and mess our theology, mess our sanctification, mess our holiness, mess our work of love. Our allegiance be, go to a politician rather than to Christ. No wonder they can just call our number and they know you will be there because they know your Christianity is fickle. What does that mean? We've not talked to God. Opinion have replaced the place of the word of God and the secret of God that is always revealed to those who pray. And people that pray, you know, you see it in their life. The evidence is there. They are steady. They are stable, not emotional. Not unbridled emotionalism. You see, Satan doesn't want you to be strong. You can't put on the old armor of God until you pray. Because when he began to list the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, finally he says, pray for us. When he said, pray also. So prayer envelopes everything. Then anxiety. He said, be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious. But in prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Listen, why should we pray when we can worry? Why should we pray when we can grumble? Why should we pray when we can backbite? I want to pray with you. That's not what God wants us to do. He's asking us to pray. Let me pray before we go. Father, we 
we are sorry that sometimes we've taken you for granted. We take your love, you will always be there. And we forget that you want to hear us. You want to fellowship with us. And everyone that have heard me today, stir our heart that we will return to that place of prayer. A place where we can pour our heart to you and you can pour your heart into our heart and what bothers your heart will bother our heart. And Lord, I pray your blessing upon those that have listened to us today till we meet again next week. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.